2: Kristen S. Hello, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm I'm in a really good mood now because I'm talking to you and even in our little pre-show chit chat, my mood has gone from like a six, a solid like good six to like a
1: nine. That makes me so happy. It's really all I want to do is bring some joy, you know? That's... that's
2: you great. are a hairstylist and brand founder but and you're Coming on the show to share your feel-good habits, which I'm delighted about. But I'm just gonna unpick something. Yeah. Because you just said you love making people feel happy. Yeah. And in nearly 20 years on magazines, whenever I've gone on shoots, it's the makeup artist and the hairstylist who can really help control the vibe. Yeah. And I guess are you just are you do you have a Midas touch when it comes to changing the way the air feels in a room?
1: Well, think about it, it's, we're, we're the closest to someone's ear, right? And it's, whatever energy you bring to that room is, is, is very impactful for the whole day. So I think that, you know, before a shoot, if you're dealing with your own stuff or whatever, you just gotta, you have to clear it because it can really change the vibe of, of what's going on and, and how everyone else's time is spent. And you really recognize how powerful that is when you've had a day you know that's gone sort of a little wonky based on someone else's vibe and and you know i think that's just with experience time and experience but yes it is very much the case it is
2: yeah. i've always thought it's really quite interesting about reading the room understanding the dynamic and then yeah. knowing how to then yeah. interact with that dynamic for a positive outcome
1: as oprah once said you are responsible for the energy that you bring to this space which is so true. I mean, it's just, it's, it's anywhere you go, you could, you could be literally at the bank and, and it's the same case, but in an intimate setting like that, when you're in a glam room and you're in there for hours and hours, I mean, that's, you really got to represent happiness sometimes, even if you're not feeling it, you know?
2: Okay. So I'm really optimistic about these habits because I suspect that <laughs> they are not only going to be really good, practical tools and practical advice but I have a feeling that even in the telling we're going to be entertained and uplifted so where are we beginning
1: probably okay where are we beginning I guess I would say that you know the first one is probably an obvious and a given and probably the same for a lot of people but one of my major mood lifters is my friends I feel like I have you know cultivated this very strong um group of friends who for me are just like essential for living because they all bring something different to the table. And I know exactly who to call when I'm in what mood or what's going on. And I think that, you know, friends are just one of the most important relationships. are the most important thing in life. And with the pandemic, obviously we haven't been able to see people and, you know, it's like, we're just trying to communicate any way that we can. And I'm lucky enough to have a backyard space where I can have people over and have it social distance, very small, like you know one or two people max. But to sit outside and be face to face with people is you, you, i feel like we've never realized. You know, I spent my entire thirties trying to run away from people, and it's just like now I'm like, actually, come back, like come closer. You know, we we like crave this intimate space with people now, and yeah, I think that so. So for me, friends is friends and family are number one for sure. Yeah.
2: How do you think it's going, how do you think it's changed how you'll reenter society, if you will? Are you going to change the way that you hang out with friends or will you be, for me personally, if we organically kind of, Hey, I'm going into London for this makeup launch, or I'm going to that event, let's grab a drink afterwards. I have a feeling that when I go back, it'll be far more calculated. You're like, Hey, let's do this. Let's go away. Do you think you'll be? The I agree with that. Well,
1: it's also, it depends on the person, you know, at, at the beginning of this, you know, I was taking it very seriously and I'm already kind of a little bit of an introvert, (laughs) I think because we have to be so extroverted at work. Right. And so it's like when we're talking all day long and we're performing and we're doing, and and like, I just want to run home into my shell. I mean, I'm a triple water sign cancer. And I just, you know, I love my home space and I love my privacy and I love, you know, just, just being, I'm, I'm okay with just being alone. And I feel like that's one of those things that a lot of people didn't value enough before because we just sort of like to be stimulated, you know? And so I think that maybe people, including myself, have found even more joy in just sort of, you know, some quiet time. Um, but on the contrary, there's always the opposite of like now, because I've had that for so long, I'm craving being around people. And so I think it's just a balance. And I don't think we were balanced before. I think it was constant stimulation. So now I'm hoping that, at least for myself, that I can find that proper balance of, of alone time, but also some time with my friends. Am I rushing to go on some, you know, wild vacation with a bunch of people? No. I know a lot of people who are, but that just never was my way to begin with. So I, I don't think that, I don't think I'll be doing that. But I definitely want to make sure that there's a nice push and pull with.
2: Mm. It's a good point, actually. I've been talking to lots of friends recently, and there's this idea of as soon as we're allowed, we'll go into everything that we didn't do before and kind of forgetting. But yep. if that's not you, yeah. then...
1: Well, there's so many relatable memes out there that I've been laughing about because they're just like, I'll see you after quarantine <laughs> is over. Wink, wink, you know, like... But I, and I know there are people who must feel the same way that, you know, you've really gotten to know your life for what it is because you had no choice, right? And so you have become comfortable with that and you like it maybe. And you didn't know that you would before because we're just so like, go, go, go and not really paying attention.
2: Yeah, yeah, I get that. I like this one. And Friends has come up a couple of times on Feel Good Habits and how – it's really uh, locked down, and really appreciating your friends has realized how much effort and energy you need to put into friendships to really right. cultivate something quite
1: beautiful and nourishing. and nurturing. That's right. Well, and let's be honest: if we're just going to be one hundred right now, there are some relationships that have vanished. Right where I mean, and that's okay. I think it's totally okay. It's like we're finding out right now who really you know wants to be around each other, and and maybe some relationships that just aren't necessary. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. You know, the people who haven't called each other, like maybe it's, a, it's okay. Maybe you just like kind of go your separate ways in life or whatever. You just don't have anything in common anymore. I don't know, but you really, I think find out the value of certain friendships, you know, yeah. no time. harm, no, no foul. Just,
2: just, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what is number
1: two? Well, obviously number two, <sighs> I've also seen this come up a few times on your, on your uh, feel good habits is my dogs. I mean, I am a dog person. Like my goal in life is to have a rescue ranch. And that's like my, that's like my late stage life goal, you know? And I, I want to just rescue all the senior dogs and all of the like dogs that just don't really like get the chance to thrive. And if I could have you know, just a massive property and like you know, a fun like sort of. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it would have to have a lot of people there, but that's kind of my dream is is that I would want to just be able to take care of dogs in a bigger way and put a dent in rescue, um, because I'm a big advocate for you know adopting animals. Um, so for me, you know, when I come home, obviously it's very overwhelming. It's kind of like in the Flintstones when, you know, <laughs> the dog was just like nuts. Um, but er, what, no, it wasn't even a dog, was it? Was Diodar. it a Is it yeah, Dino. Dino, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that. Anyways, that's literally what my animals are like. They're psychotic for five minutes and then they calm down. But, you know, I thrive from their energy and there's something so honest and easy about them and just like they are just so sweet and it's truly like a gift when you know you can sit with like animals and they're just still with you and they're just they, they really are comforting and so I mean you know people can say what they want about animals being crazy but there is something that they bring to the table for you that is just just really you know brings you back down to earth.
2: I don't have pets where I live. I can't have them right now. But uh, when I go walking, I live near a really big park. And when I go walking, I chat to all the dogs. And I was on the phone to a friend the other day. She said, do you know all of your neighbors? You have said hello to so many people in like 20 minutes. I'm like, it's not people, it's dogs. (laughs) I'm talking to the dogs. It's
1: true. You know, around my neighborhood... I know the dogs better than I know the people. Right. It's like, I see them coming. I'm like, Oh, there's that cute poodle. Like it's whatever, but I don't know. any. I couldn't pick their parents out of a line of people. Do you know what I mean? It's just, but it's, I don't know. I mean, if you're an animal lover, you just gravitate toward it. Um, But yeah, I think, I think dogs are a really important one for me because also just the, you know, I think I take care of them, but they also take care of me. This like perfect exchange with dogs. It's just really sweet. And, wholesome and cute and they're crazy and fun and they can definitely take up a lot of your time so
2: they're amazing and also uh, because you're in LA and my perception of everyone in LA is that you've probably been to at least one of the Vanderpump restaurants and maybe <laughs> <laughs> I've only been to LA twice but my yeah. last time I went with Lindsay Kelk who you may know from full coverage yeah. here the beauty podcast she took me basically on a what we call in the UK a pub crawl of yeah. all the Vanderpump restaurants so Pumps uh, um, Tom Tom yeah. So, have you been to Vanderpump Dogs?
1: You know, I have not had the pleasure of going to Vanderpump Dogs, but I do know a lot of people that are associated with Vanderpump Dogs and they do some amazing things. And I, listen, I've got nothing but, you know, respect for people who are in rescue that way. And I just think they're doing an incredible thing. They save a lot of dogs. They save a lot of dogs. And you know what? I love that they're using the power of media to draw attention to that. And in a way it's like, you know, you could just take the attention and the fame and run with it, whatever, but like they're doing something really incredible for animals and, and gotta love that.
2: Well, as soon as the travel corridor opens up, I am flying over to see Lindsay again. So how about you, me, a date in a dog park we will just make friends with as many dogs
1: as well. Don't threaten me with a good time with friends and dogs. I'm down.
2: Let's you do it. Okay, habit number three, my friend.
1: So, okay, habit number 3. I guess I would say the next one would be, okay, during pandemic quarantine times, I became really into hiking. Like I got really really into hiking. And I know that's also kind of an LA thing because, you know, it's just a, a thing that people do here, but I've never I've done it like as a chore as like a workout before, but I've never done it as sort of like a grounding, connecting with nature and I remember going to this one particular canyon and it was a long time ago. And I was like, Oh, it was really beautiful during the, you know, during quarantine, I just really felt like, are you getting hypey? I might have to let him outside of this.
2: We just have to, we just have to share. Oh, okay. Yes. Gorgeous
1: boy in the room. This
2: really beautiful dog who is just, he's got the kindest face.
1: He's he's got that like white heart senior citizen face. He's he's just he's eleven years old, and he you know he sees a squirrel outside right now, and he's going a little nana's. Um, anyway, so I I found I refound this canyon that I just think is so beautiful. And during the pandemic and and the lockdown, um, there was really nobody there. But it was one of the only ones open. But it's so off the radar that no one was really going there. So it was completely empty. And I mean, I'm telling you, I must have spent. The last probably six months, I go almost every day. Like it, it has changed, like, you know, the trajectory of my days because I get there and there's so much just beautiful nature and whatever. And, and listen, again, it's in stark contrast to what we've been in, right? Because I would work seven days a week before that. And I was just go, go, go all the time. And to be able to stop and really appreciate nature, it sounds so corny in some ways, and it definitely puts me in a certain age bracket. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> but it, it for sure is necessary. And, and you don't really know that. And I come from a place where we would connect with nature. You know, like I grew up in a city outside of Los Angeles that was very like, go outside and play with your friends. And it was, and, but I've been working since I was 15. And I have been nonstop since then. So it's just not, you crave it, but you never really do it. And then this last year, I really started to do it. And, and, I am obsessed I would say I would use the word obsessed um truly and it's just it's just so good for your mental health to just get out there and smell all the smells and see all there's so many I mean I don't even have to get it. I'll sound like such a like um crunchy granola girl but and that's okay too but it's just it's really a different life than what I'm used to living and it has I think saved me a little bit because in the beginning of the quarantine I was stir crazy and I was like I've got to make all this content I've got to do all this stuff I've got to like you know do all these things at home that like find a new project and whatever and this has it it really changed how you know I get through my day.
2: It's so interesting you say that I was having a very similar conversation with someone how when I started out in magazines in my early 20s, it was just office shoot and shoots. Majority of yeah. my shoots were inside or even right. if there was outside, you'd be in the makeup room or right. you would. So you basically kind of got up in the dark, went to bed in the dark and socialized <laughs> in the dark. That's right. Um, in fact, one of my Facebook memories came up and apparently 11, 11 years ago today, I was at um, uh, in Soho having the time of my life at three o'clock in the morning uh you can imagine uh, <laughs> old compton Street. Yep, been there yeah <laughs> but um it's so interesting the fact that so many people i know now like i'm 43 lots of my friends are in their late 30s early 40s yep. who did that same thing are now just gravitating very naturally towards like not living in london anymore moving to the oh, countryside exactly. it's really important there's a port
1: park nearby listen I don't even shy away from the truth of it. Right. It's like, I, I'm going to own it. Like I spent all of my twenties trying to get to know everybody and know everything. And And then I spent my thirties, like just trying to like, I don't know, just sort of like either be in that or start to like, not get away from it. I don't want to sound ungrateful for it, but you start to sort of close off a little bit. Like, Oh, it's too much because you know, if you've spent 10, 15 years trying to get like people close to you, then it's very overwhelming at some point. And you're like, Oh, let's maybe relax a little bit. And, but then, you know, you get to like your late thirties, early forties, and it's kind of like, huh, what am I doing with this? Right. It's like, you really have like a think about it and, and you have to, it's like, you couldn't pay me to get back into that mode that I was in in my twenties or I mean, unless I had to, of course, cause you know, it, sometimes you just got to like hustle, but uh, I feel like it's just it's one of those things where late 30s, early forties really change you. And I love it. I love it.
2: Just out of curiosity, have you by any chance watched any of the bold type? No. Okay. So tell me more. The bold type <laughs> is about three friends who work on a glossy magazine in Manhattan. And it's incredible because even though they were like 26, 27, yeah. and it's selling me the life that I thought life on magazines would be. Yep. And now with experience, I know it's not the case, but I'm still addicted. I'm still okay. absolutely addicted. Okay. But it's fun because it's making me think about 26-year-old me and my expectations and what I was doing. And
1: right. it's worth and it. how did that but how did that pan out for you? Like your expectations when you were that age versus like how it all went down? Like, do you feel like you, you know what I mean, that like what you were um sort of hustling after or like getting out did you feel like it it went that way or do you feel like it went a different way and I mean obviously I know you're very like happy with your career and the way that it's going but I'm saying did it go the way that you thought it was going to go um
2: that's a really good question and I would say that I thought it was going to be much more idealistically glamorous I thought it was going to be like the tv show
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah.
2: I knew there would be hard work involved because obviously I did I got my qualifications right. and what have you so you know what goes into it yeah. but I still thought it would be a lot more glamorous than it right. was
1: right right well also it's like look at the, the movies that we watch like the devil wears prada and that kind of stuff and it sort of really glamorizes this life and it's like we all know it's it ain't like that <laughs> you know what I mean it's like you really get your hands in there and you're like oh mm-hmm. yeah no this isn't like that at all which is fine because I think like you know, and maybe you agree or disagree, but like, I think the realness of it is what teaches you the most, right? It's like the the high glam, like sort of like fake surfacey stuff doesn't really like, it doesn't give you any life lessons, right? But the other stuff where it's like, you just wipe away all of that. It's like, that's where the the real life lessons are, I think.
2: A hundred percent. And it's the hair.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Stylist is the makeup artist. It's the stylist who carry tons of stuff around the country oh on their backs I mean yeah. in London obviously we have the tube system so sometimes people turn up with three yeah. suitcases that they've somehow managed to get on the tube but for you I mean it's just grunt work
1: listen I was trying to tell somebody um recently because they were like oh you know how did you get into like celebrity stuff and whatever and I was like well if that was not even on purpose what I wanted to do was the fashion side and so I was trying to explain to somebody what it was like to fly myself on my dime to New York city, put myself up for the whole week for fashion week, lug around this like 75 pound case and this other bag and all these things up, walk upstairs, like, you know, four flights and whatever, and just have to be there on time and rushing, rushing. It is the um, most torturous, best education that you can possibly get. And it just, you can't um, understand like how, how great it can be without that stuff. You know what I mean? I think it's like, you just, you have to have, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Mm. It was such a nightmare and I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, it taught, that taught me so much. And it also teaches you about, you know, longevity. And if you're really in it for the right reasons, you'll stick with it. Even when those moments are just tough.
2: I also think all of those experience, they expose you to so many people in the industry and they expose you to mentors and you see people doing it really right. Maybe you see people not doing it the way that you want to do it. And it's okay. just that exposure that you just, you can't get from going to a university
1: or a postgraduate. Oh I couldn't agree more. It's true. And also, you know, I, I was lucky enough, to, I don't know if you, I, I'm sure that you do know who Eugene Solomon is. His, He's a very podcast. What an absolute dude. Oh my God. He's literally like I always try to play it cool when like, you know, I'm talking about him because I just am like, what if he ever hears this? But I mean, I literally think of him as like a god in here You know what I mean? And I was lucky enough to um work on his team for a, a long time in, in New York. And I mean, I I you couldn't pay for that kind of education. That man is such a genius and like I would I would go to the ends of the earth for that dude like he just taught me so much and I I that's the kind of stuff you know that I would lug 10 cases around for that you know that's that's the stuff right there
2: so Eugene I think was the second person I ever interviewed for this podcast no way and he was amazing and I was really quite scared of him because I never (laughs) I never really used to do the backstage at fashion week thing but um We had this conversation and two things really stuck out for me with him. First of all, how seriously he took being a mentor and how seriously, I mean, this is what he told me, obviously you now sharing this firsthand experience about how he was all about spotting raw new talent and nurturing it and giving it an opportunity to shine, which is amazing. That's such an incredible thing to do. And the second thing that really stood out for me is what an absolute comic book geek he is.
1: Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Isn't it crazy? But also he's so funny. Mm-hmm. And when you first meet him, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was scared to death. I was like, I think he hates me, but like it takes two seconds for him to just like crack a joke. It, it, but he, he just has such a serious look. And then when you really get into it, he's just, you know, chill like everybody else, but he, and he's great. But that man has so much information in his brain that like, uh, wow. I mean, it's incredible. And, and, but he's, he's got all that balance and you're right. He does. I mean there are so many people that worked on his team that i was just so blown away by i was like i am humbled by this company to even be here because like i'm um, so many of the people who worked on him uh, under him went off to become you know like huge major like stylists and, and creatives in the industry and like that's legendary stuff you know what i mean that's that's legacy stuff
2: yeah and, and the- I he's saw enjoyed. him, I saw him give a talk and he's one of those people whereby they had all these seats, or they had a, a seat set up from like an artist chair and he just came and sat down in front of everybody and just, like he's very good at being the most important person in the room, if you like, but yep. making everybody feel very important, which is a exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. It's well, pretty this
0: incredible. this yeah. is
2: just us saying
1: how much we love you, June.
2: <laughs> Literally just, yeah, we'll just, you know. Talk about him for
1: an hour. That would be fine. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's not. Let's go on to habit number four. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, please don't. Um, Yeah, I would say, okay, so the next one is, you know, I just went on vacation. I don't really vacation, if I'm being honest, because, you know, again, I'm trying to find balance in my life at all times. But I just went to the most incredible place that I think I have ever been to. Um, it's a place in Colorado called Dunton Hot Springs. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I know,
2: no, but I'm going, I'm writing a note.
1: <laughs> it is, I don't even know, how, it's indescribable. It's it's like a dreamland. It's, it's, a, it's a ranch, but it's, it, okay, so it used to be a ghost town, and these people bought it, like, in the 90s, I think, and um, they brought it to a level of exquisite that I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. And, like, the food is, like, Michelin rated, like beautiful, but which you don't expect because you're in the middle of nowhere. I'm talking about the closest real town is like two hours away. So I was the whole time I was baffled. I was like, how do you even get this stuff here? But it was the most magical. I mean, so each um, sort of structure on the property is its own unit. So it's like little cabins, right? Because it was a ghost town. And so I had this one that was like, right beside a river. And so you just open your door and there's this river flowing. It's like, I can't even, I can't, you just have to, you just have to go there. I mean, they have beautiful visuals. Like if you go on their website, they have this video that really drew me in. It's, it's all the feels like their videos have all the feels, but when you get there, those videos are nothing. It's just nothing. I mean, and we were just, you know, hiking and, and sort of just being and hanging out and being present. And it was, the most incredible thing. You just, you have to look it up. It's stunning.
2: So is it vacationing or is it taking a breather, getting a bit of distance to basically like pausing real life? And- well,
1: it was a vacation because uh, it's about 10 hours away driving. And it's all it also my intention for going there was yes to take a break but was to do things right do activities and i wanted to do like fly fishing and some other things that they have that you can do but th- it's it was sort of mid-season so that the you know river was still melting or whatever it is so, you know, so it wasn't the right time but there's there's still so many activities to do and it was my intention to truly vacation and live a little bit because the last vacation i took Don't say was it. almost 10 years ago <gasps> I don't vacation. If I go somewhere, like, I'll, I'll tell you, I've been to a lot of places, but typically it's for a wedding, for a friend, or for a shoot, or whatever. I don't, and then maybe I'll stay for, like, a day or two after, but I don't vacation. Like, this was a proper eight days I was gone. I didn't have any animals with me. I didn't have any, anything. It was just me and, and my friends, and, like, that was it. It was very chill. And I vacationed. I vacationed. <laughs> yeah so I think that I think that's an important thing and i you know I've been talking to a lot of people about vacation in general, and I think that some of the people that I know that you know work so hard it's a common thing that they don't take time you know it's it's very it seems like a <laughs> a very common denominator
2: i i'm I gasped, but I haven't been on a a proper holiday if you will, for five years, and then before then it was about See? two and See? I take time off, yeah, but I don't go anywhere. <laughs> Well, and
1: that's okay too, because in some ways I think, and I've done that as well, like, you know, just sort of a staycation and that feels really good also. But when you go out and you find a place that you find to be really inspiring and beautiful, I think you recharge in a different way. Because at home you've got all these distractions. Oh, I've got to go through this box. Oh, I've got to, you know, whatever. And it's just, there's always something to do at home. But when you're truly away and you have no reception in the middle of nowhere, then, you know, you're in it, you're in it. And you have no choice, but to just really live a little. You yeah, know, it's
2: a good point. So do you think moving forward, you'll factor in every well, we year there will that. be a
1: break? I said that when I turned 30 and I went to, you know, on my vacation, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this four, four times a year. Like, and then it turned into like, okay, maybe one time, then it turned into never. So I want to say yes, but we'll see. I will say I've already booked my next vacation. Yes. Yes. So I did that before I went on this vacation because I decided late last year that I need to, you know, start taking some time. I think when you turn 40 something happens and you're like oh yeah you got to take a minute for yourself every now and again to just because you can't just be living to work you know what I mean
2: it's true it's very true and that's that's something coming from you as well because I know you're hugely busy and you Mm -hmm. started a brand and that is not something that takes a little bit of time like it takes blood sweat and tears and all the time (laughs) like it's a lot
1: you know I feel like yeah and you know a lot of people who have brands it's like it's got to be the same story for everybody it's like you don't get to just dabble in it that's not the way it goes. Not if you want it to do well or be successful or, you know, maybe when if you're your doing-
2: name's on a product as well, it's a, yeah, but
1: I mean, if you're like doing a licensing deal, yeah, somebody else can do all the work. But if you're doing something where it's like you're a brand founder, you know, get ready for that workload. It's heavy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all the sleepless nights. Okay. Well, yeah. this seems okay. like- so the- to the final one. Yeah. So the final one
1: I was going to say is this is maybe a little, what's the word new agey, whatever, but what it's going to sound like, what it sounds like. And that's that. Um, My last one is that I just like to sit in it. I like to sit in the pandemonium and really, you know, cause that's the thing is I think we're always trying to in those moments of craziness and, or negativity or whatever, I think we're always trying to find a way to offset. And I think that in the last year I've learned like to sit in it and look at it. Like, what is it? Right. Because I don't think we do that enough. I think we're always trying to escape like the negative. I think we're always trying to escape the, the craziness. And sometimes you just have to just be present and just recognize it for what it is, figure out where it came from and figure out if you want that in your life or not. And like how you're going to sort of shape the future of it for you, you know? And so I love to take those moments, even the ugly moments and just let them just be, just show up and just destroy me a little bit or whatever it is, you know, and just kind of like, it's a, it's a little torturous, but but it's nothing that you can't handle. Right. And, and sometimes I think looking at it like, Hmm, this isn't what I want it to be, but it's here and it is what it is. And like, just, just recognizing it for what it is helps you to see it again in the future when it's coming or you know just prevent whatever you don't want and so rather than just shoving it down and ignoring it and and trying to cover it up with positivity just gotta sit in it
2: I agree with you it's a conversation I've had many times about this trigger culture about it's triggered me so you must either stop doing it or I'm going to and it's like well why don't you just figure out how to deal with it when it happens again rather than constantly try to avoid what does it? it mean
1: right? What does it mean that you're so triggered by it? Like, mm. let's dig into that. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Yeah. I recognize a it is, advice. It yeah.
2: So is that, is that something that you came to because you were forced to sit in it on one particular occasion and you realized actually as crappy as that felt, it is, I'm so much, I'm happier that I did that than ignored it or swerved it.
1: I don't think it was because I had to, I think it was because I was tired of doing the same thing over and over, which was covering things up with positivity or having a friend over really quick. And sometimes that is the solve. Sometimes it is absolutely necessary to get out of it. Right. If you have to, if I have to go to work that day or whatever, I need to fluff it up. I don't have time to sit there and like, you know, be in it. But if I'm, if I'm home for a couple days and I'm just feeling really like sort of wonky and and just off and whatever. Just, just be in it. Just feel it. Because I think we're just quick to cover up our feelings, right? And so I don't think it came from any particular situation other than just maybe I would say that as I got a little bit older, I was okay with things not being perfect, you know, because I think that for so long, it's like. I would never want to like show somebody that I was depressed or I would never want to let somebody know that like my house is messy and I feel off or my bank account is low or like whatever it is, you know, whatever your thing is that you're going through, that's making you feel less than I would never want to show that. But I don't really care now. (laughs) Like, I think that you you get to a point in your life where you don't really care anymore about that stuff. I mean, some some people may not get there and some people may not experience that. But I certainly have experienced that. Where I'm like, I don't care because I know everyone goes through this stuff, you know? And the quicker we're, we're all honest about what's happening, I think the quicker... I know that I've seen other people go through things that have made me feel more comfortable, right? When they've said, like, this happened to me. And we've all been through that. But I think that just transparency and honesty, like, about your life or what it is, it's, it's important at this point
2: so important and the thing is is that if you're feeling it there's I mean Will Smith said once years ago um running and reading are amazing and the reason he was saying that reading is so great is because there is nothing that you're going to experience on this earth that somebody hasn't experienced before come through and written about so read and that's right that's what we're able to do now and it might seem obviously it's not as not the same as writing a book but social media is quite good for that because you can very quickly find someone who's going through something that maybe you're experiencing and they might have found the words to articulate yep. your feelings and it's helpful
1: it's a huge benefit of social media you know we can rip at it all we want and say that you know these are the this is the detriment of you know xyz but but i feel like there are so many positives and people sharing experiences and stories and relating to each other is probably the greatest thing that will come out of social media agreed you know
2: well these have been
1: very good habits
2: (laughs) and I told you they made me feel good and I love the fact that we also
1: discovered that we know Eugene in common I know I love that and that you have your Caroline mug really that's
2: Yes, listeners. This is a, a great spot. Thanks. That lets me know that you are very plugged yeah. in because the fact that you spotted the Caroline Hirons I'm about to write, I just
1: love her so much. I just I just love her. Her realness is next level. Amazing. Well,
2: I was going to uh, obviously say to her after I've done this recording, "Oh, I just she recognized your mug and now I'll say, and guess what? She's a fan." Um thank you so much for joining me and sharing your feel good habits. They've been fantastic. <laughs> thank you.
1: Oh, this was fun. Thanks for having me on.